Welcome to the Death to the Org Chart podcast with Jeffrey Demure, your guide to entrepreneurial freedom. On today's episode, we will be listening to a conversation Jeff had in the summer of 2020 where he discusses overcoming mind monsters and taking risks. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. So, you know, of course, I, I talked to um, my wife about it. And, um, you know, my wife is amazing. She is like, absolutely. What do we need to do? You know, do wow. we live, need, need to live on beans and weenies for a year or two? You know, this is in your heart. I know it's in your heart. I know you can do it. You know, wow. it's something that, that you wanted to do for a while. And, you know, I believe in you. So there's another person that believes in me, a couple of other family members, but they believe in you for the right reasons, not just because, well, you seem smart. You seem like you have a good personality. <laughs> All that's, that's, that's yeah, the objective stuff. Totally. What's the heart stuff? You know, what's, your, what's your heart telling you? Right. Yeah, and yeah. So, you know, it wasn't a particularly easy, you know, time in, in, uh, in my life. We were, just got through. Um, I was the architect and builder of our, uh, of our, our house. My wife was pregnant with our third child you know, and, um, okay, Hey, let's make this huge leap, you know? And, uh, it didn't seem like there's never a good time to do it. If you, you can That's talk good. yourself out of it so easily. Well, it's, you know, I should do this and I should, and I should have this and I should have more of this and I should have less that, you know, you end up shooting all over yourself and you'll never <laughs> get anywhere. So what I started oh, to do is, is just, you know, I'm, I'm very much of a, of a graphic, you know, thinker. So I began to sketch models and and make lists and think about the things. And as I think about it now, it was really the start of the Q cubed quad mod, that module yeah. that I created, right? The death of the org chart um, sort of model, because I didn't want it to be like traditional organizations. I knew that yep. early on, I knew that. So I began to identify the things. And because I'd had a failure, before relative to that mm -hmm. firm I had, because I had 15 great years at a well-structured organization that I helped create the structure for, contribute to, then I had this, this foundation of things, but mm -hmm. I still needed to get rid of the mind monsters. So the way that I did it and the way that I do it, what was good about it, what was bad about it, what were the impacts that were affecting it, and what did I learn from it? What's the takeaway? What would I do differently? So those four or five things became the framework for how I look at problems as, as I move ahead. What's good about it? What's bad about it? And when I put it down, it loses its power. It's not okay. in my head. It's not in my head anymore. Here it is objectively. I can look at it and, I, and, you, and you start to go, it's not that scary anymore. I like to do a thin slice because, you know, you can spend a lot of time getting ready to get ready to start you got the you got the notebook or you got the new program on your computer yeah. you got the yeah. new keyboard you got all the stuff right you're getting ready to get ready just start just just start you know that's why i try and keep that's it pretty simple you know the good the bad the impacts and the lessons learned right it's yeah. just just one thought on each of them right mm -hmm. if you get particularly inspired and you go deep on one of them hey that's great but just say i'm gonna take a half an hour i'm just gonna put the first things that come to mind and, and put it down, right? And and maybe walk away from it. You'll one of two things will happen. You'll either get inspired, it primes the pump, and it okay. begins to it begins to generate some other thoughts that you have, right? Because the oh, the feelings, you you know, you remind yourself 
But what I've learned is that we can absolutely rewrite our history. We can look at something and go, oh, it was terrible. Well, there's parts of it that were terrible. You know, what did I learn from it? I had a, a, a negative experience last week, right, where my New York Italian sort of came out and, and I, I reacted in a certain kind of way. And I could have let that eat me alive for a few days ago. Man, you were an idiot. You were a real jerk. Or I could say, okay, um, I had an impact on people, not the right way. What would be the right thing to do? Get clear about, well, well, they were, I wouldn't have done it if they didn't. That's what I call trying to pick up a turd from the clean end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't, you can't do it. What was my, what was my impact? What do I have to own from that situation? Right. And so I went to the the people that were involved and I said, Hey, this is how I reacted. That's not a good, that's not a good indication of, of how, what I think of you as a friend or how I want to come across. So mm. I apologize. I hope you forgive me for that. And it's like, Oh no, that, that was a stupid thing that happened. I said, that's a separate thing. What, what's my point? My point is get it out of your head. You know, go deal with it. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot easier to deal with in reality than it is in your head. Right. Right. So um, that is the, the big take home from things like this. So what does that mean to me in business? Right. Mm -hmm. That's an yeah. inter interpersonal thing. Well, most of business is interpersonal. So I could either choose to say, wow, I did a really stupid thing. And, you know, you're you're a bozo as a result of it. Or I could say. You know, I learned that I have a better friend in that person I offended than I thought I did. Mm -hmm. And isn't it great that we can have that kind of relationship? I wonder if there's other people in my life that would that I don't need to be uh, a bozo with and, and I can have a more meaningful discussion with. I can go a little deeper with. Right. Yeah, and so I, I, I learned from that that there's a better way to go about getting to a deeper place in my, and that, that was my take home. That's what I choose to take home. Not that, Oh, you know, you really offended, yeah. not, not just one person, not just two yeah. people. There was probably a half dozen people that, you know, were able to see that whole thing going on that whole dumpster fire, you know, Hey, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, if you're gonna kind of live big, you know, you got to expect that there's going to be some damage as a result of it. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, crawl up in a fetal position under my desk and say, oh, I'm a terrible person. I can't go out again. I needed to walk down that road. Okay. I, you know, it was, I was probably there three years longer, maybe four years longer than I should okay. have been, but I needed to be there. I needed to sort of marinate. I needed to mm. get clear with some things. Um, there's some things that um, I would, I, I would probably do differently, but sure. But, hey, you know, you, you keep on going. So, uh -huh. The yeah. things that I, the, those are things then that I can say, okay, how can that be a benefit to the people in my life, my organization, in my world, in my, in my influence circle, right? right? People that are close to me. How can I take some of those lessons and then apply them in a meaningful way so that they, they contribute to so that they're, they're, uh, they're, they're a positive instead of being, you know, a negative. So I, I have no regrets. Uh, things happened to the way that they were That's supposed great. to happen. And um, I, there was later on in my organization in another, after another 10 years, uh, after I started my organization that I, I began to be a little bit unsettled with one of the senior people in my organization, a person that was there when I started the organization. Okay. Uh, he helped, helped me start it. He was a, he was a junior um, uh, partner in uh, when I, when I started the firm and he was there with me okay. and, and um, his, it was really clear after about 
you know, six years of him being part of the organization that um, there was a lack of willingness to grow. I talk about this in the book okay. a little bit. Yeah. And there was a la lack of willingness to sort of go with um, the momentum that the organization was beginning to, to gain. And as leaders, I've talked about this before, Chris, we have got to be, uh, we've got to be committed to lifelong <laughs> learning. Right. We've got to take yeah. those, those unique skill sets that we have and continue to make them better. And we have to find the people in our organization that have other unique skill sets, unique abilities, right? Yeah. To take the, those unique abilities and to be able to develop those further so that they can be happier, they can contribute at a higher level, and the organization can continue to grow. And uh, coming to terms with the fact that, you know, I needed to help this person find a future somewhere else mm -hmm. was a very difficult thing to do because I love, I love him. And I want the best for him, right. um, but it was it was detracting from the success of the organization and and negatively impacting a whole bunch of other people. So you know, of course, um, you're going to try and structure things so that that person can can go on to have the best life that they're capable of, and that our organization can can go on. And so that was the the next really difficult thing where the mind monsters were like you can't do this alone you know you you can't um you know you need someone in that role you need that right. someone in that role so um that was a little bit longer of a process i spent about four sure. months going through uh the articles of incorporation for the organization and looking at the the uh the master agreements and looking at the different categories that existed that was the first time that I really applied the QQ quad mod to my organization without it, without having categories yeah. buckets to put all this information of, that was inherent to the, to my organization without having uh, a model to help me organize that. I, I, it would have been, I'd still be there. You know, I, I, I practiced what I, what I'm preaching because it was a matter of survival. It was right. absolutely a matter of survival for me yeah. and for the organization. Or being so overwhelmed, you just go, "I'm out. I'm gonna. I'm oh, just gonna yeah. Go, I'm gonna go to work for somebody." And um, you you have all those conversations with yourself, and in mm -hmm. some ways, you need to, right? You need to get to the oh, end right. of the. You need to get to the end of the rope to see if there's another rope there. You have to um, take the off ramp to Crazy Town, and you know set up. Uh, set up residence there for a little while and see what it's like to live there and, and realize like, whoa, no, this, I am not living in crazy yeah. town. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. You know, here you go from this, uh, this exciting life as a young professional to <laughs> the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and being, and being broke while you're there. Yeah. So let me, yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you about my commute to work every day. Uh, me and Frank Ditchkey, he was the neighbor and we would, we would, uh, he'd come over and pick me up at about five 40 in the morning. You heard that right. And we would drive 20 minutes to the, uh, the commuter rail station, get a cup of coffee and, um, ride 40 minutes on the commuter rail to, um, South station in Boston and take, I think it was the orange line, um, <laughs> the orange line to, to North station, uh, where the, uh, the Boston Bruins and the, and the Boston Celtics okay. played. And from yep. there, I would hop on a bus uh, that, that commuted to brought people to Mass General Hospital, which had uh, a hospital in the in the Charlestown Navy Yard. I would pretend that I was a hospital employee and, and try not to you know, tick anybody off so I could get a free ride because you had to go across the Charles River 
and, and there was no other way to get there, right? So I kind of figured out that I could go with these commuters and, and, and then I would, the reverse uh, at, at night, an hour and 40 minutes home. I did that for, <laughs> for, for six months. And it's really interesting. I learned without even, I wasn't very much of a sports fan then. Uh, I was more of one before the pandemic. Uh, but the uh, I could always tell whether it was a basketball night, whether the Celtics were playing or whether the Bruins were playing just by the people that were in the lobby and the whole hum that was going on in there. I didn't know how I wanted to do it. That probably took a few years yeah. to really figure out uh, what I what I was really adept at what i was uniquely qualified for okay what i was uniquely yeah. wired for you know that that took a few years uh, understanding that you know my place was um in front of people and uh thinking about what was next and using this you know this gift that i have for being and you know every, there's a lot of architects that are visionaries that's the right. place to start the cute the, the the death of the org chart the q cube quad mod Right. You know, that that's um, Michael Gerber's um, awesome book on the E-Myth Revisited. Right. These are all, all places. Uh, Dan Sullivan and Joe Polish, 10X mm -hmm. Talks. It's mm -hmm. a free resource that you can get. And mm -hmm. they, they spit one out every three weeks or so. They've done about 170 of them now. But okay. um, uh, ha having the ability to, to connect to these things so that you can say, all right, what is it that really gives me the greatest joy? What, what is it that I get? the best results doing that people are lit up and inspired by when I do it. You know, what are those things? And for an entrepreneur, there's parts of your entrepreneurial life where you, you kind of have to, you have to touch on all the, the four quadrants, right? You have to and marketing and design and production and operations. Mm -hmm. Those four quadrants mm -hmm. ha have yep. to be addressed, but you don't have to do it all. You just have right. to be able to develop e either a person or a system and outsource that part of, of your organization so that it can be done at a really high level. And then you, as the entrepreneur, as the leader, you do what you do best, right? Yes. And, and somewhere in between setting up the business, having the, the Q cubed quad mod, there's a whole bunch of management stuff that goes on in between that. I am not the management guru. I am not a good manager. There is <laughs> tons of great resources out there right. on on management, uh, um, John Maxwell, he's, he is wonderful yeah. with, with, you know, basic leadership and with, uh, and with management. And so that's what I think the domain of the entrepreneur, you know, needs to be to a large extent. But yeah. my biggest encouragement is, you know, Hey, you skinned your knees, get up, just get up. You know, we all skin our knees. <laughs> the thing that distinguishes a great entrepreneur and a great leader is the person that is willing to get up again and again. I, I've had friends that are that are traditional salespeople, the, you know, brokers, you know, uh, commercial real estate agents, and they, they, they just call all day long. And uh, I'm like, how do you handle the rejection? It takes it takes nine no's mm. to get to one yes. So mm -hmm. it's a numbers game, right? So they've developed a system, uh, a mindset of saying, okay, I'm not going to be put off by this because I know that, you know, that there is, uh, there's an oyster. If I just keep shucking, you know, the, there's a pearl. If I just keep shucking these oysters, I'm going to find that pearl. But if I stop shucking oysters, that pearl's not going to come up and grab me in the nose. It's just not going to do it. And that's what distinguishes someone that is wildly successful 
from someone that is, you know, doing okay. And there's That's nothing right. wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing okay. But you need to make a decision which person you're going to be. Are you going to be that person that that doesn't get put off by by these failures? Because you know the world doesn't owe you anything. That's I right. Te I teach this to my children. You know the the great book from you know 30, 40 years ago. What color is your parachute? I think that um, uh, the first uh, sentence, you know, in in the introduction or the first chapter is "Life's not fair." Life's not fair, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah. you know, because children and 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 a <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people in the professional world, they might not use the same words, but what they're basically saying is, "This isn't fair to me." It's like. Yep. That's right. It's not fair. Life doesn't play fair. And so if you want society or culture or life to play fair, learn to live with a whole bunch of rules and regulations and sameness mm. and, and your true identity, you know, the true identity of, of many people, it'll never come out because right. everybody's living by this script, right? When my unhappiness, when your unhappiness gets yeah. to the point where it's soul sucking, right? Mm that um you know your dreams unfulfilled yeah. you know they're, they're just death you know yeah. they're just de death to you and it's no, not yeah. good for the organization that you're part no. of and it's not good for you your family your relationships that's right you know, because you're doing something that uh that's different than than what you're really wired to do and yeah. it doesn't make the organization bad and that's you know big encouragement that i have people you know it doesn't make the organization bad you know um mm -hmm. there's uh there's a great saying that i learned from my pastor you know about a time like that you can quit and leave but you can't quit and stay so uh it was time for me to quit and leave and not just quit and be part of an organization uh, that um that i wasn't enjoying great. anymore the the person that came alongside of me um and um my obnoxious younger brother that i never had yeah he he uh he was in it for the long haul He's still a close friend. Our families have become great friends. Our kids, um, even though we live in different cities, they, they've had tremendous experiences together and they're all in college at the same time. And that's um, awesome. he's continued to, to speak life into my life and into my business. And when, when the bullets are flying and things are really bad, you need to have a couple of people like that in your life that understand you and are willing to speak life to you. You know, he's going to be, you know, get off your dead butt, you know, and call this person. I've got a resource over here. And, you know, and, you know, don't you have a this or a that in your life? Yeah, we'll call them and tell them this and this and this, because that person, my obnoxious younger brother that I never had, he has skinned his knees a lot, a lot more than I did, I have. And there's a lot more zeros at the end of his skinned knees than there was on mine, you know. And and he's he's like yeah. and he's like get over it you know yeah it's a little embarrassing so what you know and having a couple of people you don't need everybody in your life like that you know not everybody needs to be that trusted uh, um, resource that trusted confidant right that that uh, person that 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 gets you that gets your potential that gets where you're going and you just need a couple of those people. Uh, to to rely on when you skin your knees because you're going to do it. If you're not doing it, you're not living up to your destiny. Thank you for joining us for the Death to the Org Chart podcast with Jeffrey Demure. Be sure to subscribe on Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, 
and anywhere you listen to podcasts. To get more information about Jeff or to order your copy of the book, Death to the Org Chart, go to dttoc.com. Go create the freedom you were meant for.